Hello and welcome to the Sobo Lens Podcast. This is Jim and Joe sharing their stories and life experiences. Sobo today for a better tomorrow. This is Life Through the Sobo Lens. Good evening, everybody out there, and welcome to the newest episode of the Sober Lands Podcast. I am joined here by my fearless co-host, Mr. Jim. How are you, Jim? Hello, Joe. How are you? As always, Jim is the Han to my solo or the Chewbacca to my Han. Um, <laughs> a little Star Wars humor. So tonight, uh, we're just going to kind of freeball it a little bit and spitball, and uh, we we've got a lot of people reaching out to us about being guests on the podcast this last week and a half or so. So we look forward to hearing from them because we will be having guests starting very, very soon. Um, as everyone knows, Erica from Soba Thriving was our very first guest. And now we saw a lot of positive feedback. So we are going to start having hopefully maybe a few guests a month. If, if Jim uh, and me can figure out who to start having on, we're starting to narrow down the field. Um, but lots of you want to be on and I don't blame you because we're pretty awesome. I, I get you. Uh, so, uh, anyways, uh, I wanted to start off by doing a little hot sauce hooligans early, uh, just because, uh, I figured that's a favorite part of the show for a lot of people as well as me and Jim. Uh, so here is my bottle of gringo bandito spicy yellow. Uh, I have told Jim about this. Uh, Jim actually has a few of the other ones by them. Um, but the Gringo Bandito Yellow is probably my favorite with the super hot brand of them. And it's just, it's a different kind. I, I believe it's scorpion peppers that they use. Uh, yeah, and bonnet and scotch bonnet peppers. Um, it's a very, very big kick, uh, but not like totally unbearable. And it's just really tasty. It, it, when they say yellow, it almost, I, I don't want to say like mustard because it's not a mustard, but it, it's kind of almost like the, the real hot mustard you got with the, like the Chinese food bags, if that makes any sense, which I've always loved, you know, to dip like some spare ribs in and egg roll. But that's like kind of the gist you get, except that it has a little more vinegary taste. Um, but it's really good. It's very versatile. It can definitely be a table hot sauce. Cause I, I pretty much put it on anything and everything. Um, you know, it's don't, easy. Don't to say, for. don't say that too loud. We'll get a cease and desist. From <laughs> That's right. But yeah, yeah, this is a good one. I, I totally recommend it to people. And uh, Jim, what are your thoughts on the gringo? Have you tried the other? Gringos? I, so I'm almost to the end. I know uh, last week I reviewed the dirty dicks from uh, Norwell, Massachusetts. I always just love the sound of that. I am am, uh, almost to the end of that bottle, and I actually had a hot sauce accident. I was cleaning stuff in my pantry, and the set I got you, uh, the one in the cardboard there, the hub of the universe, the Boston set, broke. One, One bottle broke, so I have to replace that. I was able to salvage. Well, my wife was able to salvage three bottles. Uh, but oh, no. it was like it was like a hot there was hot sauce everywhere that was the four um, pack one yes oh, so I, no. I i off the top of my head i don't know which one broke but uh we had a little little disaster on our hands and uh had to clean it up but i only have to replace one bottle so that's cool but uh, i haven't tried anything else as of yet like i say, always say i like to open one and finish that and then open the next 
So I will get into the Gringo Bandito as soon as I can. I know I have a bottle. I, I don't know if it's yellow or green, but I do have one kicking around in the pantry. The damn shame. <laughs> Dropping hot sauce. I, uh, well, I, I, had li- I had lined them up, you know, to, to kind of show them off. Yeah. And the, I think like 12 or 15 bottles. And I moved the cardboard because I was stacking baby jars. Um, we have those reusable glass baby jars. And my mm-hmm. wife was like, can you put them out? I said, yeah. I said, I'll make room. And ridiculously, I ended up, uh, I had it about knee level and I went too far and that was it. So oh, oh, it, it, it bit the dust. So I have to replace it. I don't know which one, like I said, I don't know which one it was, but uh, I'll replace it and get to tasting some more hot sauce soon. So all will be well. Well, good, because uh, we got to get them back on the saddle. Uh, you don't want to see any spilled hot sauce. I was, I was a sad man. It's a, tra- it's a travesty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so me and Jim have been listening to a lot of jazz, jazz lately. Um, and I told Jim that a brand new, because we were talking about Chet Baker and the Blue Newt Tone series. And... Oh my God. I, as I was shaving. Oh, and by the way, everyone has probably noticed now from my teaser, I do have a mustache. Um, I don't know why I have a mustache, but uh, it was something that was on, you know, fly by the seat of my pants as I was shaving. And first I tried to go tea and then I'm like, ah, I wasn't feeling it. I said, I'm just going to go for first. I tried the, the Sam Elliott kind of, you know, roadhouse one. And it, it, yeah, every, everyone in my house was just like, my mother was like, absolutely not um that's that's what i would get if i did any type of mustache <laughs> in my house so i i love it i mean i mean sam I, and i'm surprised because you know my mother is a big sam elliott fan and i guess she doesn't like it on me she was like you look like your fucking father in 83 so i'm sure looking like uh the old man was uh her inspiration for not liking it but um <laughs> but uh it, it kind of also looked like um like Sergeant Pepper error uh, Lennon, which has always been, I've always liked that with the glasses and the handlebar mustache, uh, Strawberry Fields video. And so that's what I was going for, but it wasn't working. So I trimmed it down to just kind of like uh, Joe Namath 74 kind of stash, <laughs> like the brute commercial Joe Namath, um, which was always a big, uh, my mother always loved that as well, um, as did I, because Joe Namath was the man. And so, uh, Getting back to the jazz, I just got off topic there with the facial hair thing. <laughs> um, there's a brand new Chet Baker live from, I believe, 1981 that was uploaded today onto all music uh, streaming services, including um, Amazon, which me and Jim use. And I don't know if this is going to be on record vinyl, but I sure fucking hope it is. Because, Jim, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it, but oh I, my I God. I hadn't, not yet. Oh my God. I know this was right kind of before he died i believe he died in the mid to late 80s because he did a documentary with uh a lot of other people like flea from the red hot chili peppers if you remember that that have you seen that that's really really cool it was right before he died the guy was still a god i mean he's in the back of this convertible in california hanging with like flea and anthony Kiedis, and he's got women all over him still looks decent for a 90 year old man and i'm like the guy yeah he the sad thing is, is yes, he was still a junkie at age 90. That is a sad thing. Sadly, that's a big thing of, 
this is why I was getting into this. It's a big thing for the jazz community, uh, the heroin, the morphine stuff over the years. Um, and even people like Ray Charles, you know, in the, in the clubs and the Harlem stuff. But the guy was just, just an awesome guy. I mean, and I mean, it just was cool till the end. Um, I know there's still some issue with whether he got pushed out of the window or not, his death in France. They actually have an X on the spot where the pavement where he fell out of at a hotel where he died in France, he was performing at some clubs, which I believe there are bootlegs of some of those uh, club recordings, but um, they have an X like literally marks the spot. This is where Chet Baker fell out of and hit the pavement on like a major Parisian street, which is kind of morbid. It's also like that in Dallas where President Kennedy's headshot, they have it on the X in the middle of the road which is kind of morbid. I mean, but so you can see that if you're in Paris sometime, but the guy was still the balls at 80 something years old. I mean, he sounds exactly like he did on the singing, like Chet Baker sings records still. Speaking of Paris, isn't Jim Morrison's grave in Paris? I believe Chet Baker might be in that same cemetery, but don't quote me yet, uh, where a, a lot of poets and I think Rimbaud and those people are in there, um, <laughs> which is kind of cool uh but i i don't know a chet baker might be in there but don't quote me or quote us yet because uh i it's only a rumor right now i haven't confirmed it but somebody did tell me that before uh that they were in the same cemetery so speaking of music as you know from the last podcast i am spinning my whole vinyl collection from a to z i am on b uh smack dab in the middle of the beatles nice so i just finished up anthology three uh, today that's mm -hmm. the anthologies are always a great listen um always good always good so nice. I, I think tomorrow starts uh the beatles 65 or something nice i, I love see. i love beatles 65 that's a great record because that you're getting you know the added like they put the reverb the dexterized they call it from the capital records and you're still getting pretty much the same album as Beatles for Sale in England, but they threw the singles on there. I believe like I Feel Fine is on there. And I've never heard I Feel Fine sound like the way it does on that Beatles 65. It has the reverb where it's like, ding, 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 ding. it's like, it never sounded like that on any other pressing. The reverb is so raw. The um, And I guess yeah. somebody told me that Martin sent it to them and that's ideally what it first sounded like, the feedback before George Martin kind of doctored it to make it sound a little better. But when sometimes they would just send them unedited to over to the US. I do know those, uh, a lot of those UK bands, um, the Beatles, the Stones, the Kinks, uh, the Clash, for punk rockers out there. A lot of those records were different. Obviously the UK presses and US presses were different. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's those, almost like you have to collect them all. You do. You, if, you, mean, if you're a music music people like yeah, you and I. Me and Jim up. call it uh, the glut, the gluttony. We have to have it all. It's like Pokemon. Got to catch them all. Got to have them all. Uh, you you got to. I mean, they're so different. The the aftermath in, of the Stones in the U.S. and the aftermath in the Britain. I mean, they're completely different track listings. Completely different singles are on it. I mean, people say the U.K. sound is better, too as far as like records go um i mean but I, I can attest to some of that well it's definitely more produced and and a lot of it is like i was just saying people don't realize 
the Beatles did not care about the stereo pressings at the time. The, the mono was the ideal pressing of Pepper and all those records at the time. Mono was still the standard bearer. The Beach Boys were always doing it in mono. They say because Brian Wilson is deaf in one ear. I don't know how true that is, but he had to have it all in one monitor. Um, so that's why those are also funnily considered the best ones of the Beach Boys, the mono. Um, but Americans were really listening in stereo by that time that the Beatles were recording, more so than in England. And they were unedited. They would literally master the mono and then send the tapes over to America unedited on the stereo. So what you got on the Capitol albums was sometimes very different. There's a false start on um, a song on the U.S. Rubber Soul. What is it? Uh, the song, uh, it's an acoustic... Uh, Ding, 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 ding. Oh, I'm, I'm looking through you. Yep. Um, it has a false start, like the two false starts, and it was never edited out. But it's what gave that U.S. Capitol one a really cool sound. It was really more, you know, just cohesive, you know. I always think you have to have an ear for that, too. Mm. Um, you either kind of get it or you don't. Yeah. I mean, not everyone is going to like that kind of stuff, but... Like my father and, and Jim's father um, would not know the Amer the version from England because it's a completely different record. You know, one starts with Drive My Car and the American starts with I've Just Seen a Face and it sounds like an acoustic album. And they, I remember going to uh, record stores like HMV and Strawberries and you'd buy an import and the import would be more money. Be, the ones from England would be more money. Now it's, now it's different now, but right. uh, nowadays. But what else you got? Um, well, I've been, I've been doing a bit of reading and, uh, I, I, uh, I know what you're going <laughs> to Still steam prophecy. <laughs> La ladies and gentlemen, leave a comment on why Joe isn't reading Celestine prophecy. <laughs> I, I, the, 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 the podcast fans demand you read the book. I'm a Philistine people. I'm a Philistine for not reading the Celestine. <laughs> uh, Philistine also biblical. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know if people had seen my video I posted on Instagram this week. I featured a little snippet of this book. Jim, you would really dig this. This is a really good read. Very, very easy read. Um, I breezed through it, so I will be starting the Celestine soon because I'm pretty much almost done with it. I'm almost at the footnotes. But I, lo I love how you said very easy read. Like I can't comprehend mid-level or high. Oh reading. no, no, no! Oh, I'm, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I'm speaking of myself because the oh. one, the one or two that I was reading before this, I, I, I think I got three quarters of the way through because it was not an easy read. It was that, that other one you had that looked like a textbook, that one looked wild. It, um, it was, well, it was just, you know, some of these scholars, despite me really liking them and digging their stuff, sometimes they like to hear themselves talk. And I feel like they repeat themselves in the same book. And I'm like, weren't we just talking about this like four chapters ago? Why are we talking about this again? Speaking of the Beatles and hearkening back to when we talked about going to Lowell to hear the uh, to hear the White Album 50th anniversary talk, mm -hmm. remember the guy with his buddies? The, the professors put the thing on, and the oh. guy was like, I'm from Lowell. My mother worked at the local five and dime. <laughs> yeah, in the worst Boston, like, Simpsonized accent of Boston, the local five and dime. And, you know, when, you, uh, you know, the Vietnam War was going on and, you know, <laughs> what a trip. That was a great night. Um, but yeah, this reinventing Jesus, uh, it's worth a read for people 
uh, Celestine Prophecy is next on my list because I just want to get to it, and I've been wanting to get to it for about a month since Jim gave it to me. Um, it's it's hard for me to, to read uh, books. Once I get into them, I usually blast through them, but it's, once I put it down, it kind of sits. Yeah, I, I can't read two or three books at once. I have to start one and finish one. Right. I'm a, I, I'm a simple, I'm a simple man. I like, I like my hot sauce one at a time. I like my books one at a time too. Why <laughs> rush it? Right. I, uh, I actually, I'm glad that I got to this book because the ones before it were getting a little monotonous. And from what I hear, the Celestine prophecy is pretty a good and easy read as well. I like things that read well and quickly and are not monotonous. And, um, uh, this book definitely is. I have some others up there that I still got to get through because I it was the monotonous thing as well. So it stinks, you know. Not it, you're going to learn from them, but doesn't mean everything is going to be an easy read. Um, oh, so the name of that Chet Baker album is uh, "Live in Paris '8081," and it's just, I mean, it's it's killer. He does, uh, you know, the vocal version of "My Funny Valentine." Uh, sounds just like he did 40 years before. Uh, you know, he does. Uh, but that was enough. a that, that was a Coltrane cover, wasn't it? I I I think it was a standard. I mean, I think Louis did it. I think everybody did it. But he was the first to add a vocal to it, and he probably was the one that had the hit with it. I would imagine because in the movie that Born to Be Blue, I know that uh, Miles Davis was very jealous of him when that came out because of. He got a lot of attention because he was good looking. He was he could sing. Some, Miles never sang, so it was like he kind of one upped him, and he felt like really jealous about it. Who's this white boy, you know, like from California coming in on the scene? Uh, and that's I'm actually going to watch that tonight. The uh, Born to Be Blue, which I recommended to Jim on a, a podcast a few uh, weeks ago. I think Jim would totally any anyone who loves music or acting or stories with you know sadness about addiction it's all that movie is all about addiction and 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 getting over it because you know he the, the he thing feel he feels he can't play without being fucked up the 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 thing is what these greats and virtuosos didn't understand in my eyes was it wasn't the drugs or the the alcohol that made them good right they were they were good in their own right they just felt maybe they felt like they needed it to enhance their playing or, yep. you know, people use drugs and alcohol as an escape. It's, it's not the way to be. You are who you are without the, without right. the drugs and alcohol. And sadly before some realize that it's too late. So right. that's why, again, I'm glad we're here and we're sober and we have this podcast to reach out to the community and because mm -hmm. we're, you know, we're just like everyone else, just trying to, enjoy life the best we can sober and mm -hmm. pay the bills and raise our families and enjoy yeah. life after i am trying to enjoy life after spending just years getting fucked up you yep. know partying you know it's it's not the way to be and i'm glad i saw the light and as I, as I always say i'm glad you're here with me on board and Mm -hmm. We're kicking ass together, so I'm taking names, so I'm I'm proud. Me too, pal. Me too. Amen. Um, yeah. What, so, what else you got? Uh, I just saw that the uh, the Mighty Ducks series is coming to Disney Plus. So for you '80s, '90s kids out there like us, um, I guess 
Emilio Estevez is back on board, which is kind of cool. Speaking of the Mighty Ducks, how you cannot mention sobriety and Goldberg. Ooh, ooh. He, I mean, he was in a bad way. He was in a bad way. Um, He had an addiction to meth, and he totally changed his life around. Uh, He totally got sober, and apparently he's doing good, so that's awesome. Yes, yes, I saw the before and after pictures. I mean, that was just a shame. I mean, you would not have known it was the same person. He looked up, you know, about 40 years older than he was. But that's that's the thing. You never know what someone's going through. And with this, especially with the pandemic, people are kind of staying in and, and keeping keeping their feelings inside and they feel isolated and they always reach out to someone if you have to. Um, always, again, pick up the phone text someone mm-hmm. takes two seconds absolutely absolutely i um i couldn't agree more with that um so i just wanted to i was reading some bible quotes today and uh, i i always try to find like the best uh translation because there's so many translations so like i use like common english bible i'll use the csb bible um or like this one is the contemporary english Bible, which tries to sound like the way we would talk today, which a lot of people hate, like scholars and, and people, because it's not it's, anything like the translation that it came from. It's it's too modernized, yeah. It's too modernized yeah. on the scale. They have like the scale rating and where they fall on it. It's like a, a graph. Um, and it's they think it loses the words and they're sacred and you know how they consider that stuff. But this says, turn to the Lord. He can still be found. Call out to God. He is near. Give up your evil ways and your evil thoughts. Return to the Lord our God. He will be merciful and forgive your sins. And I thought that that was a a good thing to say tonight on the podcast because wicked ways, you know, addiction, bad thoughts, bad things, all that stuff, you know. Well, like you said in your story, in the first story you did too, you got to have faith in your faith. You got to realize that we're all here for something more. And if you pray and believe what you've been taught, whatever that is, if it's whatever religion you believe in and whatever uh, you believe in, if you believe things happen and good things happen, even sometimes when the chips are down, good things will happen. Um, I believe. Yeah, I I, I actually would, that was actually the, the contemporary English translation, which I've been using a lot on the posts on our Instagram because people can connect with it more than the, the King James, like the ye art thou, like, it, you know, it's in medieval English and it's, you know, people know now that that wasn't even based on a good um, scripture manuscript that actually we have better manuscripts now earlier. I will say uh, we, we do focus on art too. And one of my favorite periods of art was the illuminated manuscripts, the uh, mm-hmm. the drop caps and the colorful letters and stuff like that. I, I enjoy mm-hmm. typography and stuff like that when I was oh, into yeah. design. Oh yeah, well, I mean, it's you got to admit that they say it, and it's true. The King James, the King James version, is the most widely used thing in history of the world. Uh, it was the first printed Bible, and it also it's poetry. It sounds like Shakespeare. It came out the same time as Shakespeare. And, and it has a flow that it sounds like poetry and it's beautiful. 
Um, so that's why people do enjoy it still to this day. The, but, Guten, the Gutenberg Bible is still produced. Yeah, I mean, it's, and I can see th there are people I've been watching videos on YouTube that are only like King James, you know, that's the only way to go. And it's like, you know, now we know that it's not even based on the earliest manuscripts. So you, whatever rings true to you in your, in a Bible, that's what is the right one. And I, that is really the best. And I'm glad that Jim touched on the have faith in your faith series I mean, that I started. That's just like sobriety as well. You have to, there's a million different ways to get where you want to go. Mm -hmm. You can hit a meeting. You can do it cold turkey. If that's what you want to do, whatever works for you. Mm -hmm. There's there's no set way to get where you want to go. Mm -hmm. the, I guess the main thing is reaching out and saying, I got to change my ways and I need help. That's that's number one. And but how you get to where you need to be, to me, there's no there's a multitude of ways to do that. Yep. So that that passage was Isaiah 55 from the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament, by the way. I forgot to quote it. Sorry. Um yeah, so I actually may look into a, a uh the contemporary English version of a Bible because it seems like it would be a good read, um, especially to read to kids and, and your children, um, because they're not going to understand the other stuff. Like when we were kids, we didn't understand it as well either at Sunday school and <laughs> youth group or whatever it was, CCD and all that. Um, so I, I'm looking into that on Amazon soon. Uh, Jim touched on the have faith in your faith thing, which is a series I started last week, this last past week. And uh, I'm thinking of, uh, of doing more with Jim on that. And, uh, you know, I'll do little videos through the week and then we can talk about it on the podcast here. You can also post to our site too, as well. Yes. Music, yeah, art and bruise. Yes. I'm going to put it on the blog. Um, I just haven't had time to upload it. And, and all that is available on our, both our bios, uh, ways to stream the podcast and as well as getting to our blog. So we appreciate all the support and comments and love. Absolutely. Um, I, I have a few shout outs I'd like to give. Sure. Um, so to all the people that, that had an accomplishment uh, this week, I saw a few of you had uh, one years and seven months. I just can't think off the top of my head who it was. Um, good for them. Uh, God bless you and keep, uh, keep trucking. And then I also wanted to, uh, point out to the people that want to be our guests uh we hope to have you on soon so i'm shouting out to all of you just message us or dm us or just comment under wherever we post on our instagram accounts um uh i wanted to shout out to uh stacy campbell who i spoke to this week i believe she also reached out to jim we've been chit-chatting and she is a great great woman and she is sober for a while and she also is starting her own kind of uh, podcast, kind of like a, a video series thing soon, where she's going to be outside and interacting with the public and friends and whatnot. And so hopefully we'll have her on soon. And she would like, you know, to do a cross kind of thing with us. And uh, I also would like to shout out to, um, I would like to shout out to, sorry about this, guys. I'm just looking. Uh, I can't. I can't even 
I can't even see. Oh, recovery, babe, uh, Haley, she had a milestone. Uh, I believe she got five months today. Um, so, so congrats. Uh, we're very proud of you. Uh, I know she was also interested in getting on the show as well. So hopefully we'll work that out. And uh, Sarah, smiling back at you. Uh, she's uh, been in touch with us and, and me on Instagram for a while and always a pleasure hearing from her. So Sarah, hope all is well. Excellent. Uh, as far as my shout outs, I just want to shout out all our followers. I don't have anyone in particular. Uh, you all rock. And thank you for supporting us as always. I will say this is episode 16. Um, I've been told most podcasts only go seven episodes. So we got that going for us. We're just going to keep stacking them up. And hopefully, again, people get something from this, even if some of the things are funny or the banter. Um, the ultimate thing is sobriety um, with a twist. You know, we, we try and keep it light. But uh, sobriety obviously isn't a joke. Um, so we hope you all get something out of it. And it means something to you because it means something to us. And that's all I got. Absolutely. Amen so this... to that. And oh, also, guys, let me know how you feel about the stash in the comments. <laughs> Yay or nay. I, I'm I, interested. I can't, I can't wait to end episode 16 because this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, uh, yay or nay. I'm interested in the <laughs> thoughts because uh, I'm getting a lot of backlash at the homestead. <laughs> Have a good week, guys. We love you. Thanks for all the support. Bye.